Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Straightforward talk and out with it. How's everybody doing this fine Sunday morning? So come out here and join me. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Sunday, December the 13th at 9 a.m. I hope everybody so far has had a good weekend. Everybody out there uh, being safe, following the rules. It's kind of something I want to talk about. Some people still don't get the rules. Somehow they can't comprehend the rules. Somehow they don't understand that gathering in large groups spread COVID-19. You know, our, our doctors and our nurses out there um, every single day of putting their lives on the line. And for the nonsense that goes on out there, you know, you just put more people at risk with your ridiculous protests. Good morning, how are you this Sunday morning? I'm your host, Doug from London, Ontario, Canada. And welcome to the Truckers Podcast. What a also get these thank yous out there to all of our essential workers, our frontline workers, our doctors and our nurses, our paramedics and our police and our fire departments. I thank you for the job that you do day in and day out. And also thank you for my guests and my listeners and my followers. I thank you for taking the time out of your day to join me here on the Truckers Podcast. So last night, I started a um, an, an episode which will run in the evenings for the 12 days of Christmas. And these would be stories, in, inspirational stories of Christmas past. And you are more than welcome to join me and if you have any 
Christmas stories that you like to share, um, I implore you to call in and share your stories of past Christmases. But this morning, you know, and on past uh, podcasts that I have done, you know, when it comes to these anti-marches, which people gather in large groups, not wearing masks, not social distancing, you know, it is just a hot spot to spread COVID-19. And as, like I said, our doctors and our nurses are on the front lines, putting their lives at risk every single day, going to work in the hospitals to help care for people who have been infected with COVID-19 and, of course, other issues. And these people that just continue to go out there and protest against these mandated rules put in place by the government and the in the top health medical officers. These rules are put in place for a reason. You know, I can't sit back. I can't stand back and and just think, oh, well, you know, that's okay, you know, when when it's absolutely not okay. And it's always, always against my 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 rights and freedom. I have never once seen or heard a lawyer come a running to start a class action lawsuit against the government, against the healthcare professionals, that this is against your rights and freedoms. Here in Canada, you know, we are in the second wave, as other parts all around the world are. The second wave is worse than the first one. I ask people who live in Canada, where I live, you take a look to the south of the border and you take a long, good look at the United States, pushing 300,000 people dead, averaging about 2,700 people are dying every single day in the United States from COVID-19, approximately one American every 30 seconds. And these people have the audacity to think that this is against your rights and freedoms. This is a community 
health crisis. This is a world health crisis. Now, people out there can't take this serious. You get COVID-19. Whose fault is that? Not my fault. Not everybody else's fault who's out there who's following the rules. Here in the city of London, Ontario, Canada, where I live, starting tomorrow, we move into the new color red. Restrict. That's one step away from the lockdown. I wouldn't be too surprised within the next 10 days to 12 days that London, Ontario, Canada will be in another lockdown. Welcome to the Truckers Podcast. Thank you for joining me this morning. Now, last night, I was standing outside and I was thinking to myself, yeah, I'm going to do this show this morning. And I could just fly off the handle at these people. But what good is that going to do? See, these people that have these anti-marches against their liberties and freedoms and not wearing a mask and not social distancing. See, they only care about themselves. They don't care about people who are lying in hospital beds with COVID-19. They don't care about people who have died from COVID-19. They don't care about those families. all about them. And it's just absolutely ridiculous. Now we've had these marches here in London. We've had these marches in small towns just outside of the city. Large cities like Toronto. But we haven't had them for a while. The Ontario government has gone after people who organize these marches. And they will appear in court sometime in January and face a $10,000 fine. People who disregard the rules, and this is really unfortunate when it comes to small businesses, when non-essential businesses have to shut down in a lockdown, but the big box stores are allowed to stay open and sell non-essential items. Which I think is really unfair. But these small business businesses get penalized. Which I think is really unfair. 
Because small business, small businesses better, they have better control who comes in and out of their stores. They can contact trace. See, big box stores like Costco or Walmart, they just fill up the stores. Now, about a month ago, I think it was about a month ago, my daughter wanted to go to Costco. I was reluctant uh, to go. But I took her anyways, because I knew it was going to be super busy. And I wasn't wrong. But as, as I watched people shop, they're touching things, excuse me, they're touching things that they're not even going to buy. Put it back on the shelf. Going around, touching, touching, touching. You know, Costco sells clothing. People are, are rummaging through the clothing like it's a rummage sale. And we do know that this virus lives on surfaces. And I've said before on my podcast, if you're going shopping, you know what you're going to get. So you go in there and you get it and you get out. You know, because, you know, this is a community spread virus. I couldn't get out of Costco fast enough. I was just appalled by the mass amount of people that were in Costco. And here are small businesses non-essential business in a lockdown can't open. So then, you know, with the anti-maskers, people that think this is a hoax, you really need to give your head a shake. You need to pull your head out of your ass. Because this is no laughing matter. You just ask those nearly 300,000 families who lost loved ones in the United States if this is funny. Because it's not. Other areas around Canada, other provinces, they are going to be looking at shutdowns. They're going to be looking at lockdown. You know, Calgary and Edmonton, Alberta, protesters rally against COVID-19 measures as they're seeing 1,590 new cases. Now, I mean, comparable to other countries, you know, you compare that to the United States where they're getting, you know, 180,000, 200,000 a day. I mean, this is relatively low. 
but for the size of the area, it's not. Not only do they have these, these 1,590 new cases, they also have 13 deaths. And these protests took place in Calgary and Edmonton against the stronger restrictions set to take place in the province at midnight on Sunday. So meaning Monday morning. In the province of Alberta, 20,072 active cases. remain in Calgary and Edmonton zones. Edmonton zones now sits at 9,548 active cases, just under 48% of the total. And Calgary zone currently has 7,127 active cases, just under 30% of the total. The provincial positivity rates just sit just under 8%. That's for 100,000 people. You know, all of the 13 deaths reported Saturday were senior citizens. All but one of the deaths were connected to outbreaks at continuum care centers around the province. And these people do these protests, like I said, they don't care. They don't care. Not social distancing and not wearing masks. So the upcoming protests that took place in Alberta's two largest metro centers Saturday and saw hundreds of people gathered at both the legislature and downtown Edmonton as part of this freedom walk, this freedom movement. I mean, of the freedom that you have to move around right now, I mean, if you don't like it, you know, this is what you got. Well, too bad. You know, scientists around the world who's worked so hard on this vaccine that is coming out a lot sooner than what anybody could ever imagine. at the start of this pandemic, they said it could be years down the road before we get a vaccine. But these scientists never gave up. Working day and night. Putting all kinds of different formulas together. 
what works, what doesn't. Pfizer has a vaccine that is 95% effective. You can't ask for any more than that, ladies and gentlemen. And they should be patting themselves on the back. And we should be saying thank you. You know, it's it, you know it's time. I don't I don't know what their their government does, the provincial government does in, in uh, Alberta. Whether it's Christmas time coming up or not, these individuals that put these marches together, they need to be fined. And like I said, here in Ontario, that's a $10,000 fine for those organizers. They have a pastor in Elmer, about a half hour from the city where I live, a pastor is facing that $10,000 fine. His son is facing that $10,000 fine. When the city of Toronto went into a lockdown almost 14 days ago, there was a restaurant owner that he was not going to shut down. And now he faces all kinds of legal trouble. And you say to yourself, is it really worth it? Is it really worth going against these orders that the governments place on us for our own health and safety? Is it really worth it to risk yourself and your loved ones to be gathered in, in hundreds of people, not social distancing, not wearing a mask, is it really worth it? Go to these rallies, 10 to 14 days later, you're feeling like crap. You go get tested for COVID-19 and potentially test positive. But in that incubation period, you're spreading that virus and you're spreading it to family members, your aunts and uncle, your grandparents, your friends. It's absolutely unbelievable. You know, like I said, the Calgary police, they estimated about 200 people attended the protest in that city, which was smaller than similar rallies held in recent weeks. 
So 200 with smaller is when they have four or 500 people. And back up here, I told you that they have well over 20,000 cases in that city. This is reprehensible behavior by people who are either conspiracy theory or neck cases, or people who have been preyed upon by conspiracy theories, neck cases. It's difficult because it's a political protest and we are a nation and society that values the expression of free speech, but at the same time, this is a global pandemic. So there is a time and a place to protest, and this is not the time or place. We're literally putting people's lives at risk and increasing the, the, the lines of transmission. And I don't know why these people don't get it. Can anybody explain that to me, why these people don't get it? Is it that they have the smallest pea brain that you ever seen? That they just can't comprehend anything? Top health officials tell you not to gather in large groups. They tell you to wear a mask. They tell you to sanitize your hands. They tell you to stay within the family members of your household. Children follow rules better than adults do. How sad is that? Uh, some adults just can't behave themselves. They can't follow rules. You know, maybe they grew up in a household with no rules. It was a free-for-all. Do it the hell you like. Parents didn't give a shit, possibly. So they take this into their adult lives. They don't like authority. That's really too bad. We are literally putting lives at risk and increasing the lines of transmission. So the new measures set to come into place at midnight, Sunday, tonight, include a 15% capacity limit for retail and grocery stores, as well as places of worship. All restaurants, bars, pubs, and cafes must close in-person dining, but can still offer takeout. All entertainment venues, recreation facilities, casinos, personal and wellness services must close. Also effective this Sunday. 
Masks are now mandatory in all indoor public places. See, you know, with this with this mask, mandatory mask in all indoor uh, public places, they're like one of the last provinces of this country of Canada to, to do this. You know, the government's had their head up their ass. We've doing this a long time here in Ontario, long before Alberta. And now it's mandatory to wear a mask in all indoor public spaces and workplaces across the province. With the exceptions of farmer operators and rental accommodations. Thank you for that like. You know, now they're going to be lining up around the corner to go grocery shopping. You know, basically just your essentials are going to be open. And here in the city of London, here we're in the red restrict. Starting tomorrow. And that means it's going to be restrict for how many people can be in public places or public buildings, recreation facilities. They're all going to be shut down. It's not quite the lockdown, but it's coming. The doctor. Henshaw, the Alberta's chief medical officer of health, encouraged people to begin following the new rules even before they go into effect on Sunday. Well, I guess these protesters never got that memo. To start following the rules before they go into, a, into effect. I don't have, I don't know if I have a an extra memo around here or not. But somehow these, this, these groups of people didn't get the memo. You know, it's absolutely ridiculous. You know, with the vaccines coming out, do you, do you, do you, do people understand the magnitude of the rollout of these vaccines? People understand the logistics of this? Do people understand how long it's going to take? This Think how long it will take to immunize the United States. Now, here in Ontario, when we're talking about the vaccines coming out, you don't have to get the vaccine if you don't want to get the vaccine. It's not law. It's not going to be made law that you have to get it. But the Ontario government is going to impose restrictions on people who do not get the vaccine. 
what those restrictions might be, I don't know yet. And it could be possibly restrictions that you would not be able to go into um, long-term care homes or retirement homes if you have family members that live there that if you didn't get the vaccine, you won't be able to go visit them. And how they're gonna how they're gonna regulate that is would be that people who got vaccinated will be giving will be given a card saying that you that you have received the vaccine. I know there's people out there that don't that don't believe in vaccines. You know, for the chicken pox and the measles and the mumps and, you know, all those things. To vaccinate your children before they start school and at certain ages as they're going through school to get vaccinated. I understand there's people up there that, that don't uh, vaccinate them, themselves or their children. You know, it's really important that we do get vaccinated. It's really important that we get back to our everyday normal life. But still, that's not gonna happen overnight. These mandated rules are going nowhere. Even when the, vacuum, the, the, the vaccinations start, these rules are still going to be in effect. It doesn't mean that people who are vaccinated have the freedom to go and do as you please, as we always have. The restrictions are still going to be in place for good reason. And never before in our time, as we're gonna see the mass movement of these vaccines, larger than life, larger than the movement of the Second World War. The logistics of this is on an epic scale. And these protesters just can't hold tight. No, we just go out in the community and potentially spread it even more. And they think that is okay when it's not okay. I'm sure yourselves that you don't want to see your family get sick. Your grandparents, your mom and dad, your aunts and uncles, 
cousin, your friends and your co-workers. We don't want to see people get sick. But it's happening. And the protesters, they need to become part of the solution and not part of the problem. So here in, uh, I mean, even in the United States, all around the road, Europe, everywhere, uh, vaccines have already been starting. Um, well, in Europe, they've been starting to be administered. Um, vaccines are arriving here in Canada by Monday. You know, this is the time that we really need to pull together, ladies and gentlemen. We need to stand fast. Well, these vaccines are on their way. Now, like I said, you know, at the start of this pandemic, They're talking about these vaccines would never be ready by the end of the year. Maybe late 2021, 2022. These scientists around the world, has pulled off something never seen before. of getting these vaccines, starting to get these vaccines before out before the year's end. And that's pretty remarkable. But like I said, it's going to take time. You know, the most vulnerable are going to get the, the vaccine first. The frontline workers are going to get the vaccines first. which is rightfully so. And then when it's your turn, well, that's entirely up to you. Whether you're going to get vaccinated or not, I sure am. I have elderly parents. They need to be protected at all costs. And nothing pisses me off more when I see these dumb-witted, small pea-brained individuals having these anti-marches in the middle of a pandemic and the second wave is worse than the first one. 
So ladies and gentlemen, on a lighter note, um, for those who are coming on my show here, I saw you come up and I welcome you here. Um, last night, I think it was 7 p.m. Yeah, 7 p.m. So I started um, the 12 days of Christmas. Excuse me. And these 12 days of Christmas are um, inspirational Christmas stories. So these would be inspirational Christmas stories. So if you have a story that you would like to share, a Christmas story from Christmas past that you would like to share, you join me this evening and 11 more evenings right up to Christmas Eve. I'll be sharing these Christmas stories and you're more than welcome to join me. You're more than welcome to share a Christmas story. And I implore you, I implore you to call in and, and tell us your, your favorite time at Christmas. You're more than welcome to do that. So at 8 p.m. tonight, I will be back out here um, for the second one. And you can check out the first one, obviously. Um, it's, it's been, uh, uh, last night's um, has been put up with, with some Christmas stories. You're more than welcome to um, listen to it, obviously. And of course, again, I will have my, my regular Monday morning show um, tomorrow morning. And then at eight o'clock Monday night, it would be the Christmas stories. And then, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you know, in the evenings at 8 p.m., like I said, um, right up to uh, Christmas Eve. So I hope you can join me for those episodes. I think you will really enjoy them. I hope it puts a smile on your face through these trying times. And please, ladies and gentlemen, please, let's all stick together and get through this and hold fast and toe the line while these vaccines are, are rolling out. So let's get those thank yous out there and, 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 and thank you to the scientists around the world for your steadfast effort and your hard work that you've put into getting these vaccines available and with more to come. And thank you to all our essential workers and our frontline workers our doctors and our nurses, our paramedics and our police and our fire department. I can't thank you enough for the job that you do day in and day out. But thank you. 
And thank you to my listeners and my guests and my followers. I thank you for taking the time out of your day to join me here on the Truckers Podcast. Yes, so tonight, ladies and gentlemen, at 8 p.m. I hope you can come out here and join me. I know for some people around the world, it's all the time zones that we have, you know, but the, the standard time, 8 p.m., I hope you can join me for these uh, inspirational Christmas stories. So, Here's some inspirational Christmas music to finish the show. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday, and I hope you can join me this evening at 8 p.m. Take care, everybody.